Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Rampernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Rampernard. Our very special guest got an event coming up in about 10 days. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about that, but uh, we'll be right back after the break, and I'm going to tell you the day that I met Mike Lindell. It was quite an experience. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Moving soon? Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, you and your staff do a lot more than just move. Tommy, we do. We move residential and commercial, local and long distance. Folks love our decluttering service, especially if you want to stage a home for a sale. We can store your belongings while in between homes, junk hauling with junk luggers, including a service for items you wish to donate to the less fortunate. And if you need to move your car, we do that too. And at a great price. Can it get any better? Yes, it can. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll receive a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers. You may not move every day, but they do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, L.A. Nixon Studio, Alex, Catherine, Andy, our very special guest, uh, Mike Lindell with us. So many years ago, when I was trying to, I don't know how many years ago it was, was it, Mike, about, eight, when did I meet you, about eight, nine years ago, seven, eight, nine years ago, longer than that? No, I think that's about right, no, seven, eight, or nine, somewhere Seven, in there. eight, nine years ago. <clears throat> so I get a call 
from uh, from my agent and from the radio station. Uh, there's a guy coming down to visit you, and I said, "What guy?" <laughs> they said, "Mike Lindell." I said, "Who's Mike Lindell?" They said, "You know, you know my pillow." I said, "Oh yeah, I know who my pillow is." Because he he's the guy who founded my pillow. I said, "Oh okay, why is he coming down?" Well, he just wants to talk to you. I said, "Okay." So I walk in and uh, in a place called uh, uh, Reese Jones, Breakers Reese Jones, down in down in West Palm Beach, Florida. And there's this guy, Mike Lindell, sitting at the table. And I sit down and we start talking. We introduce one another. Um, We start talking. And I literally, after about five minutes ago, either this guy's got a lot of energy or he's having a stroke. (laughs) One of the the two things. High on cocaine didn't come to mind, huh? (laughs) High on cocaine didn't come to mind. But I said, he's either having a heart attack right now or he's got more energy than everybody I've ever met. So we had this really nice conversation over lunch. Had, had a really, really nice time talking about this, that, and the other thing. And what I was really impressed with is Mike opened up and told me what he just talked to you guys about. He told me all about He wasn't trying to hide anything. He talked about his personal life, about owning bars, about being a drug addict, about this, about that, all this stuff. So then we go back to, to the house down there. There are... <clears throat> 50 pillows at my house. <laughs> not 15, not two, 50 pillows at my house. And I said, honey, do we, do we need any pillows? So we need a bigger house. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to buy a bigger yeah, house. You bought a new house to fit, <laughs> the to fit all the pillows. You buy a that castle so we could fit. But I'll never forget that day. Mike and I have been good friends ever since. Uh, Mike also uh, was nice enough three years ago when I got in the National Radio Hall of Fame. He flew the whole family down on a private jet, and it was just... Mike, you've been a terrific friend, and that's why, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before. When this thing started and you were this and you were that, you know, you can't have your own opinion anymore about anything. you got to have the same opinion as everybody else. Hey, 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 I want to I want to quick say about those pillows, everybody. So I was flying on a Delta flight back then, and I wanted to make sure Tom got the right fit. And I hadn't, I didn't know what he had slept on. Had he slept on down? And as you know, my pillow comes in different loft levels. So I I pay extra on a Delta flight to bring all these boxes of pillows. pillows. I Delta flight. My rental car wasn't big enough to put all the boxes in. Anything less, yeah, know? no, exactly. I figured by the time I got home, there'd be tons of pillows there because this guy is nuts. There's no question. I seen somebody yesterday taking their trash out and, and they had in a my pillow bag, so they must have just bought a my pillow Absolutely. and then put the trash in the bag. What a, you know, yeah. Mike, if you don't mind just spending a couple of minutes on this, and I do want to talk about your special event that's coming up because you got a lot of really good people right. showing up for Diamond and Silk are yeah. going to be there and Dinesh D'Souza yeah. and all these really good people. But um, you, you, there's no way you could have seen my pillow coming. You had a dream about making this pillow and making a pillow that would work and all the rest of it. But did you think, hey, you know, maybe I'll make two, three million bucks and that'll be great and it'll be wonderful? And you couldn't have seen this coming, could you? Well, I, I actually, you know, I did see the big platform, like I told my drug dealers there, that I, you know, that the pillow is going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a big a, a platform, and I, I really believe that it, that it was. 
because when it started helping people and I was getting that feedback, I kind of got just hooked on helping people that it was, you know, that this pillow was helping so many people sleep. But did I, now did I think that you got to realize, uh, when I quit addiction, one of my biggest things you'll find in my book is I did, I had fear of public speaking. I, I couldn't talk to two people if they were strangers. I couldn't talk to you unless, you really? know, when I had my bar, when I had my bar for 13 years in Victoria, if a stranger came in there and I wasn't high or, or drunk or had something to drink, if they came in and they were, and I was by myself with them, it wasn't like you see in the, on Cheers or something, I'd bring them a drink and go, let me know if you need anything else. And I'd be over there dusting a bottle going, oh, I hope you leave, you know, because I didn't know what to say. I was like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know because, and I found out later it was my insecurities. It was fear of rejection where you can't, you don't get rejected if you don't talk to people. Yeah. So yeah. if I, if you would have told me that this platform would, ev- would evolve to a, uh, you know, speaking in public and speaking and you know, and all these things, I would have said, there's no way. I mean, that would be, that's what I tell people that, you know, don't it, you, when, when God gives you a calling and you have a calling, um, you know, to be able to line up with your calling. I mean, that was the least thing that I would have ever expected. Um, you know, when they did the first infomercial, Tom, and I filmed, filmed it in St. Paul, this is in the book too. I, I was, two years out of addiction and I told my friends and family, I said, you guys, let's all pool our money. We're going to have the biggest, I seen it in a dream. We're going to have the biggest infomercial in history. Well, I didn't know infomercials fail or it's just to get into the box stores and the box stores had already rejected me. They had already rejected me. So I'm basically, and everyone's telling me you can't do this infomercial. It won't work. And you can't have a live audience and you need an actor. You can't do it yourself. And all these naysayers, I'm going, well, this is the way I want to do it, like I did it at the shows for seven years. Well, anyway, we go to film this in St. Paul, and the night before, there's a producer there from from California, and he and he had and he had just arrived, and we were doing our reads, me and a friend of mine, and and he texts the other guy, he said, "This is the worst guy I've ever seen. He'll never make it on TV." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and but the next day, I came out, and the audience was there. My eyes got as big as saucers, and. He, he was right. In one hour, we filmed one line. And it was like, and then the pillow goes like this. And I said, let's take away, let's, I said, let's take away the teleprompter and uh, bring in a table just the way I did it at the shows. And I just kind of blocked out the audience. And I did this. And it, it aired October 7, 2011. In the middle of the night, I was living in my sister's basement with nothing. I had like 10 employees and 40 days later, I had 500 employees. It just exploded. So, so it's like, you know, to, um, to, you know, anybody out there, you don't, you know, when you, when you get, I mean, for me, the miracle is where is the calling I have now. I mean, for even for such a time as this is, uh, you know, all the things I'm out here doing now publicly for our free speech and everything else. Um, that would be, did I think I'd be that platform would get, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, People are coming up to me on the streets going, you know, you're our hope, you know, we're, um, we're praying for you and, and, you know, don't give up and don't give up. And, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's been for, you know, every day I kind of, it's like living inside of this big movie, but it's, I've been prepared my whole life with all the things that happened that I look back and say, you know, people, if you see something that's so devastating at the time. And you know what? You'll look back someday and go, wow, that had to happen, or maybe that I wouldn't be here. Like, in my life, I wouldn't change one 
single thing. I say the same. I say the I'm same at, thing as an where I'm at right now. I say the same thing. Right. It, and you it, know what, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. And people, and you know what you're saying there too is, is you know, addicts. It's never too late to quit. And you know, and 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 people, they. I think addicts get so many regrets. Oh, I wasted time. I wasted. You know, time was wasted. And you know what? Um, if it if it would prepared you for where you're going and you're calling and and you line up with that, it's just amazing. And um, and I tell people too in business and stuff too and everything is is I always look for deviations. You know, and deviations. If something bad happens or something goes wrong, you learn from that. If something goes good, it focus on that. And I I always say too, I view every customer like it's my only customer. I view every radio station like it's my only radio station. Every podcast it's like my only every uh, every employee like it's my only employee. And if and it's more. If more people would do those things, are you know, uh, it would just improve everything in our country. I think you're absolutely right about that, and yet you have to believe in something. I think there's no question. You know, Mike. One of the reasons that that um, you and I got you know got off on such a good foot and been you know friends for seven, eight, nine years now, whatever it is, is I was going through a period back when I met you. When even though you know we were the first to to bring two black men on a morning show in America, we were the first to, you know, we had a, we had two black guys, two Jews, we had an Asian woman doing overnights, we had all these things. Nobody ever said a word about, hey, how wonderful is this? You've got somebody from all community. We even had an Italian on, LA. What do you think of that? Uh, so, wow, what's up? Not very, com- not very common in Minnesota. So the thing about that was though, even though we had all that. The press decided to turn on me, you know, because somebody was lying all over social media about me, and they decided to turn on me. So all of a sudden, I was a racist and a homophobe and a, and a misogynist, and I was all these. They didn't bother for one second to do the research to find out none of it was true. Well, as soon as you get success, it comes with it. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> in absolutely. Minnesota, in Minnesota, in Minnesota, in Minnesota. Man, they're gonna bury you if you're yeah. too successful. They did it to me too. As soon as you get, right. yeah, they, they hit like, you hard. That's part of it for you too. You got so successful, people resent the hell out of it right right yeah, well and, and you know and it's too it's like um um you know <laughs> i'll tell everybody when I, you know for me um you know if you read my book you know i didn't know anything about politics and i you know in the summer of 2016 i get a divine appointment with donald trump who was then running for president and tom you know that story i said so i go in there i didn't know anything about a democrat republican and all this stuff right, i think right. I, I i noticed jesse ventura when he ran for governor i mean that was kind of cool but i didn't know anything of that i didn't think politics affected me well but you know i after i met him i came back to minnesota and did a press release and i just got attacked calling me a racist and everything else yeah. my, my friends from the inner city are going how dare they call you a racist you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's like it's like you know, and these attacks, and and that's the way. That's what we're in. I think when we when you got, we're even beyond political correctness anymore. It's beyond. It's a it's a cancelization in society. When I went on Jimmy Kimmel the other day, uh, you know, about a month ago, when I went or three weeks now a month, and when I went on Jimmy Kimmel, of course he attacked me. He was paid to do that. That's his shtick. But but he had read my book, and you guys in between commercials. Um, Jimmy was kind of torn because he had read my book and and he said in between I go Jimmy you know last summer the left attacked you because he had done blackface in the right, 90s in right, his skits and and I said Jimmy I said they attacked you and so we have something in common there and and he goes 
And he goes, Mike, he said, you know what? He said, the difference is I did something bad. All you did was back a guy you believe in. And I thought that was so touching coming from Jimmy Kimball. And he's going, and it's just to tell you, and him and I talked in between, like, you know, our country getting, you know, with this, with what's going on now, it's affecting everyone, not just uh, one group uh, canceling out another. And and that's where this, uh, as we, as we guide into where I've done and, you know, set up my own, uh, frankspeech.com my own platform because uh they try they've tried to erase me more than probably anyone ever and mm-hmm. uh yeah. and um and they by doing that and then we're doing uh we're doing this frank uh speech uh festival and rally in uh richmond wisconsin and to get the word out and keep spreading the word where where this broadcast basically it's a broadcast network that I wanted originally to be a, like a Twitter YouTube combination, but we I shut off the Twitter part of it because it's so important right now to address the most important thing, which is everybody losing their voices when when yeah. you've got oh I lost my YouTube today I lost my Vimeo today I lost my uh, uh, I can't go on do you know I couldn't go on uh, big news comes out about me I'm kicked I want you guys to think about this I get kicked out of the RGA, the Republican Governors Association. I go down there because they they invite me. They invite me to this dinner, which I've been to before, and because they wanted me last year to talk me into running for governor of Minnesota. And so I get there, and they give me my credentials. Hey, welcome aboard! And three minutes later, they come up and they say, um, "No, you're uninvited." And I said, "Well, why?" And they said, "Well, it has something to do with Brian Kemp and Doug Ducey." the governor of Georgia and the governor of Arizona, both Republican governors, okay? Right. And right. I'm going, well, am I kicked out of all the events? And they go, yeah, you're kicked out of all the events. I go, well, you tell them that this is going to be all over the news. Now, you would think that I could go to the news nope. and say, hey, I, me being, you know, I'm labeled as a you know, conservative, I'm in, uh, probably because I backed the president, uh, the real president. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, so, so when I... Uh, but they, but here's Republicans um, kicking me out of an event. Now you would think the left wing media would say, you know, hey, Doug, they, they, Mike Lindell got kicked out, in the, and the RGA lied and said that I didn't have credentials to be there, that I wasn't invited. That's oh. this, their first lie. Then when I showed them the credentials to the left to the media, they called them back to find out why they lied. But they didn't make a story. They killed the story. Yeah. They killed the, they didn't say they didn't say, Hey, Brian Kemp and Doug Ducey, because why would they protect those two? You gotta look at that. That's a deviation. That's kinda weird. Why are these Republican governors such obstructionists to the American people in the, in Georgia and Arizona? They've been obstructionists since November third. And they're Republicans. Well, that's their I biggest power um, is to silence. They silenced yeah, you. They, they silenced you. Yeah, that's that's silenced, their power. Right. You're, you're exactly right. You know, yeah. up until February 5th, you know, when I was in the news every day from when I got the new evidence after January 9th, I was in the news every day. Mike Lindell lost his Twitter. Mike Lindell lost his company Twitter. Mike Lindell lost four more retailers. Mike Lindell lost four more retailers. Mike Lindell lost Costco. I put them in separate because they tried to sneak under the radar. And uh, <laughs> so, here, you know, yeah, yeah, Costco, terrible what they did because I had people on the road, 90 couples that never, they relied on that. And there's, they, that's, you can't replace those jobs because they worked specifically in Costco 11 days and they did on the road and Costco for what they did was just terrible Costco. But anyway, uh, we're finding out where, you know, where everything lies in this country, I'll tell you. But here's, you know, when I was in all that news, now you got to realize 
every journalist, and most of them are, you know, you're, you're from your New York Times to your Wall Street Journal, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, uh, News, it doesn't matter. They all have my direct number. I don't have a publicist. I like to talk to them direct, give them my direct quotes, give them my, you know, a lot of them will call and they get to get their quote. They got to listen to me for 40 minutes. They don't like that. But I'm just telling you where journalism has gone in our country. I kept telling them, you wait till my movie comes out. Absolute proof on February 5th. You wait till 9 a.m. And I would send these guys evidence. They wouldn't put it in their papers or on TV, of course. Well, then they just mocked me and mocked me, but that's fine. I was getting attention. I was getting the media. February 5th comes, and it's completely crickets. Yeah, that's what they Silenced do. You. So they, it's dead silence. So if you want to get rid of Mike Lindell, you just don't let him talk on any network yeah. and, and or anywhere. Yeah. And so I have to do for things like me. And then, and then get this. I come out with the movie. I come out with the movie Absolute Proof. It launches at 9 a.m. on February 5th. They didn't call, but it still was seen by 150 million people after YouTube and everybody took it down. It went viral. Well, anyway, so finally, I'm, I'm begging uh, Dominion to sue me, to sue me. Finally, they sue me. So the day they sue me, three weeks or four weeks after February 5th. Now, remember, none of these journalists had called me. None of them had called me. I had called their cell phones. Hey, you don't call. You don't write. What's with you guys? Come on. You know, they all went silent on me. They wouldn't even answer their own cell phones. So now they all start calling me the morning I got sued, and they sued my pillow, which my pillow had nothing to do with it. So these guys start calling, and this is a great story. The first one was, I think, the New York Times. Let's say her name is Betsy. So Betsy calls up. I go, Betsy, it, I haven't heard from you. What, how you been? How's the family? You know? Well, I said, I, and I said, on February 5th, did you watch my movie? And she goes, no, I didn't, Mike. But boy, you got sued. I said, I said, I made a short version. It's 26 minutes long. You're going to go watch that, and then you're going to call me back, and I'll tell you anything you want to know. But you're not, you've got to be a journalist, Betsy, or whatever. And she, so she goes, well, I want to, you know, she was the first one. I go, don't worry. I'm sure the other ones didn't watch it either. You'll be the first one. Go watch it. Call me back. This went on all day long. None of the journalists, I said, <laughs> how can you guys be journalists when you didn't even watch the, the film that it was in the public's eye that I said, here's the evidence. And you didn't even bother watching. So I trained them all day long. They did it, except for here comes a gal from the Washington Post. She calls up, and she's one of the worst ones. And let's, I'm not going to give her a real name, but let's say it's uh, Julie. So Julie calls up, and she goes, Mike, 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 Dominion sued you. And I said, Julie, did you watch the movie? She goes, no, but Dominion sued you. I said, you're going to go watch it, just like everybody else had to do, or you're going to lose my number. You can lose my number. Go watch it. It's 26 minutes long. So she, I timed her. She called me back in 19 minutes, and I go, I go, oh, Julie, you watched it? She goes, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Dominion Studio, give me, I need a quote. I go, I go, Julie, I go, what's in it then? And I asked her some question, what was in it? She said something stupid. I go, wrong answer. Now you get to go watch the two-hour version, or you're never going to, or you're going to lose my number. So she, she went and she did, bless her soul, she went and watched the whole two hours. But all these journalists that watched it, then we get in this conversation about you know what was happening to our country and what really went on, and they and they these I feel sorry for these journalists. A lot of them, they even though they might be tilted way left, but they they can't even print the news because the people up above them suppress it. So you know, it's a paid was, it's a paid agenda. You know, they have to go with the with the yeah. that rhetoric. They have to. 
Yeah, it's sad. And the, the New York Times and the Washington Post, both of them did big things on me. And Politico's doing it right now, in fact, when I get off here, where they do a whole paper on it. It's like a week-long interviews and stuff. And and But the both the Post and the and the New York Times, the articles ended up being so good because I made them read my book first before they interviewed me. And they, they were so... They, but they were so good that their their bosses wouldn't print it. So they put in all that time. And the, the, I said, I told the one gal, I said, you better add some bad stuff or your boss is never going to let you print that. I said, put down there, I'm a, I'm a big Trump supporter, his only you know ally or, ally or something. I said, it was too good of an article. You know, you would have think I wrote it. And... Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a question for I got a question for you, Mike. Do you still have because uh, just personal experience? Do you still have dreams of drugs? No, I've never. You know what? You don't dream I, of it. I got freed of that. No, I don't. And it's really strange. When I prayed that night I, that I would never have the desire again, I, I woke up and I never had the desire. I really believe even after that first day, I could be sitting in a crack house or have a big line in front of me, and it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me. Oh, I never. I, I could go back. I never had the know. desire, but I do have dreams of doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never did. And you know, it's weird too because none of my friends ever offered me any or offered me drinks anymore. You know, my drug dealers. I guess I was their hope because they, they, um, you would think that they would say, "Come on, man, come on, have some or whatever." And, no, they don't. And, do that. Uh, you know, when your drug dealers do an intervention, I mean, you got you, you know, you got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> we get, we get a, Mike, you got so, one more. I tried to, I tried to rid, I tried to rid Minneapolis of drugs just by doing them all. You know? <laughs> um, do you have, uh, do you have twenty more minutes? Or you, do you have any particular time you have to yeah, be off? No, no, I got, no, I got some more time. Okay, good. We'll take a very just quick break. Come back. Break one more early. segment with Mike Lindell, my pillow. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off, lost a lot of weight. So what's the secret to my success? One word, coaching. I have the best. Danette has been amazing. Yeah, I just think the big part is changing one habit at a time. Yep. That's this whole process, and you need a guide to be able to do that because we don't know you know what all of the pieces are that you need so discover them with your coach and put it all together kelly how about you we also have amazing tools and technology that that help people on this journey of theirs with our in-person coaching but also our profile 3d body scanner which is which to visualize your progress in this journey is pretty motivating profileplan.com for a location near you oh and 
Mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. Profileplan.com. That's profileplan.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. One more segment with Mike Lindell, L.A. Nixon Studio, Alex, Catherine, Andy. They're all here, Mike Lindell on the horn. You know, I, I, I thought for sure that you'd get a call. I'd have to go, oh, wait, we've got a caller, Mike, and then we go to the caller and be Dawn. I thought for sure she'd call in today. <laughs> yeah, she wants to. She's got, a, I got her so busy. I have her so busy today because we're getting uh, everything prepared for that uh, for that prank rally, and uh, so she's very okay. busy. I thought start... I thought she was busy sending us more slippers. Yeah, well, we need more slippers. We only got fifty five <laughs> pairs of slippers. I need a pair of slippers. Oh, his slippers, the my, my oh, slippers get down are to phenomenal. She... I want to try a pair. They're you really nice. You should. You They're should very nice. My pillow slipper, my slippers. We got the moccasin ones. We love them. Okay, so Mike. Tell us first, what, how did Frank come about? It's free speech is all it is. And here's what I don't understand. Right. People like to go, oh, my God, Frank. Well, everybody deserves free speech, don't they? I mean, no matter. You know, something yep. amazing to me, Mike Lindell, is that I have friends that are very, very conservative. I have friends that are very, very liberal. We get along. We don't hate one another. I don't go, oh, you're crazy. How do you believe it? I don't either side. I got a lot of friends in the middle. Why do people get so upset about political opinion now? What is that? Well, and it's not just political opinion. That's just the gateway of what's of what's happening yeah. in our country. Um, they, uh, you got now. You can't. There's certain things where you're going to get banned. You can't talk about uh, vaccines. You can't talk about machines. You can't talk about my one friend. He said something about the border. And uh, he also got banned for 14 days on YouTube. Um, you can't, a lot of churches, a lot of churches, you can't talk about uh, uh, Jesus. I mean, there's things that they're, Vimeo, there's, there's platforms like Vimeo. They just took down my, my pillow and uh, my store. All these entrepreneurs took down 358 videos two weeks ago. And not because of anything they did there. That's just me demoing the pillow and them demoing their products. They took it down for two days and said, because I guess there was a video with me in it where I wasn't selling. Uh, uh, it was my it was an evangelize, uh, evangelizing video. I did it at a church and they did. They said, we do not want and Mike Lindell. They gave us a two day warning and put him back up and said, Mike Lindell cannot be in any videos that have nothing to do with my pillow. And this was at a church. What? And and uh, so yeah, I, I, yes, exactly. Man, I went power. on another. I, yeah, and let me tell you, I went on uh, Eric Metaxa. I don't know if you know who he is, but yeah, I went sure. on his show. And I went on his show. This is three weeks ago, and he sent it out. He emailed it out to his thirty thousand uh, uh, people he, by email. He emailed out the the show that we had did, and Google took down his uh, Gmails. His, his Google Maps and his Google Chrome. So his he did. I go, Eric. It's lucky you know how to get home. They took away his Google Maps for two days, like a shot over the bow. Like uh, you know, why? I mean, because they can. Because oh, this is because they can. They this can. Is the world we're living. If you if you Google my name, Tom, if, like when I got kicked out of the RGA, now that may be national news again. That was the number one news story. But if you if you went on DuckDuck or Yahoo or Bing and Googled my name and Googled Mike Lindell, Brian Camp or Mike Lindell, Doug Ducey, you had all the real stories there. OK, you had all what had happened. Every, it was breaking news across the country. If you Googled my name, 
You had all stuff from December that nothing was current. They, they did not want any me talking about Doug Ducey or Brian Kemp. This is the world we're living in. It's not just suppression. It's not just uh, uh, let's just not let anybody talk. In, but, and if they do talk, they have to talk about what we want them to talk about. Oh, yeah. And this goes yeah. across all platforms, all radio platforms. It goes across TV now, everything. And, and that's why a couple months ago, I had been working on uh, the back end of, of a big a platform for, uh, for my foundation. And also I was with these guys that when we did launch that video on February 5th, they had the strongest thing where nobody could break it. They tried to destroy. They took us off Vimeo, YouTube, everything, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, just, just hammered that movie because they did not want that evidence out there that I had. Well, anyway, 150 million people seen it because we had the technology the servers that they couldn't break them. So what I did after that, I go, you know what, this, this, they're going to destroy all of our free speech. So I'm, I came out with Frank, bought all my own servers. I have millions of dollars. I just keep dumping money into this and to everything. And, and I put millions of dollars into this safe place where I wanted, I wanted security where people stuff can't get compromised, where you're going to get, they're going to get attacked. But I want, I have four layers of my own, uh, protection. I have servers in three different places, physical, where they can't, they wreck two of them. There's one still standing. Uh, and I bought it so I don't have to worry about Apple. I don't have to worry about Amazon. I don't have to worry about crooked Google. I don't have to worry about any of them. And, and that way, and when we did, when we launched this, there's the, the network marketing part of it, the live streaming that we were doing on Franks has never went down. It's, it's like a rock. Well, they've attacked everything else on there, and and that's why I turned off. I go, you know what? I'm going to turn off the social media part of it, on the the where people put up their own and make comments and stuff. And we need to do what's needed right now is places where like my friends have lost their podcast. I have one of my friends. He talked about the border. He lost his podcast, and he talked about the vaccine. Of, uh, and uh, and he talked about both those two things. And uh, and uh, he uh, he lost uh, he lost his YouTube permanently, but he had 14 employees, and uh, they don't have a job right now. So he's yeah. bringing him over to Frank's speech. I'm I'm bringing bring all the eyes over to Frank's speech. Bring all the people there, and that includes uh, like I got to go on Jimmy Kimmel. He talked about it. You know, we're getting two million people a day coming there now, and that was a big benefit to go on. I want people to come there to be able to talk what they want, not have to worry about being censored. Right. Right. Um, I think, you know, and uh, and when people say, well, what do you consider censorship? And I said, we went back to our founding fathers. They actually based it on biblical, on the Ten Commandments, on biblical principles and said, you know, obviously you can't have, a, um, you know, we're not using God's name in vain. We're not doing, a, we're not doing, a, you can't put, a, um, you know, murders on there. You know, I mean, you can't have nudity and porn. I mean, it's just basically a... Um, things that other other things have censored anyway, but that we're not talking about where you have to, where you can't talk about the issues. You can't talk about things at hand. Right. I went, you know, you talk about you talk about free speech, and you talk about just these vaccines. I'm going, okay, that's great. If you want to take a good for you special kid, good for you. But then don't worry about what I do. And and when you try, when you make people do something, and you say, okay children have to do this i have a pilot of mine and his one of his parents died and now they're not going to let him fly and this is a private company unless he takes the vaccine but the vaccine his mom died and so people have different oh sides God. of issues and 
if you can't talk about this and and you let the government or or big tech or 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 the or for that matter the uh, the whole news industry when they can't even talk about um i mean it's um you talk about the issues and and uh where where have we gone as a as a country and it'll be over yeah no question oh by the way we just got a review that was sent to me it says great interview you guys are killing it <laughs> and then i looked okay. at i looked okay. at who sent it you know who sent that uh, review are you a little partial there, Don? Uh, we're, 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 free, we're free speech here. How, maybe we should talk about Don's work performance. <laughs> oh, I like it. Free speech. You know who sucks? That Don is the worst ever. You know, it's funny because I've, I've been on a lot of, a lot of media and talked about my drug use, and people go, why would you do that? Why would you tell help? Why would you tell them that? And and I said, well, first of all, it's true. And second of all, if I can help someone else get out of it, then that's great. You know, that's exactly you're you're exactly right. Using your story to tell when I first came out and, you know, I didn't just say I was had addiction problems. I came out with crack cocaine, you know, and I don't, you know, they didn't make jokes about what are you on alcohol? What are you on heroin? No, it's what are you on crack? I mean, that's, you know, and, uh, you true, know, I, I mean, it's like, well, well, they even made jokes about how bad the drug was, but to give other people hope and to get a, to get people help. That's why I have the Lindell recovery network.org. It's free. Everybody. If you know an addict, send them there. It's free. And it's online. Most functioning addicts. And, and I think people, they make a mistake thinking that, oh yeah, addicts are people in the streets that are homeless. And no. like I say in my book, I don't care if you have, it affects everyone from no forks to four forkers yeah, I, and uh, right. everything, everything in between and everything in between. So, um, you know, that's it. It's just, a, it's just, a, it's an opportunity is what I look at. It's an opportunity. Uh, people don't, you know, they don't come to uh, looking out for hope unless things are bad. And that's where, you know, the things that are going wrong in our country right now and, and with people with addiction, everything else that's going on that people are looking for hope. And, uh, yep. Yep. and that, uh, you know, that's why I feel it's the biggest, for me, it's the biggest time ever for, for evangelizing. I think it's the biggest revival ever coming in, bringing God back to our country, into our schools again, family and God into our schools. I think that our nation had turned us back on God, like I said last year at the Oval Office, and you, I'm mean, at the Rose Garden, you'd think I killed somebody by saying something so atrocious. You know, <laughs> I, I was telling Tom in the break, this is a great opportunity for people right now. If you jump people that are kind of lost in, in careers, this is a great time in the, of our country to go get a you don't have to start at the bottom level. You can go get a job and start in the middle. Yeah, because yeah, people are true. so desperate for employees. It's a great time to oh, go start a new life. 100 percent. Yeah, yep, 100 percent. There's no time better than right now. Right now. And, uh, start is, a new life. And uh, yep. Start a new life, absolutely, and we'll get the the rest of the stuff. We'll get straightened out. Trust yeah, me on that. Yeah. Um, but I want, but I want to tell everyone about that Frank rally. The, yeah. So yep. what I'm doing to get to get word to everyone to get the word out. Obviously, social media and big tech they don't want this. They don't want this word out there. They don't want that. There's another platform out there of FrankSpeech.com, and. Uh, so to do that, I had I had uh, I had one rally in Mitchell, South Dakota, a couple three weeks ago. But this one's in Richmond, Wisconsin, 
And we have all, a lot of people that are on the platform, Diamond and Silk, Dinesh D'Souza, Dinesh's daughter, um, Danielle. We have, uh, um, we have um, Cliff, uh, Cliff Cox. Our, um, um, we have uh, Brandon House. We have um, Charlie Kirk. And we have myself speaking. This is like a five-hour festival. And we have uh, our real president is going to be, uh, he did, I just talked to him a couple of days ago, he's going to come in on the Jumbotron for I don't know how long. And, and uh, he's, you know, he's worried about free speech, too. Obviously, he was canceled out. And uh, we, we're making a big awareness. It's going to be very, a big festival, food. And, and you know, and there's, um, there, this is outdoors. It's where they have big concerts over by Somerset, over by Apple River. People camp there. There's all kinds. There's Love another big place. event afterwards. Love it. Yeah, it's 11, 11 to 4, and we're going to have music. I mean, it's going to be amazing. And uh, uh, we've already have 10,000 people signed up, but we, we're just now getting the word out, and we can hold, you know, 40,000, 50,000, and I'm hoping that there's, uh, you know, the more the better. And we have, uh, it's great. Uh, uh, it is secure. We have metal detectors. I mean, if anybody's worried about that, you know, we've, we've done that. Ex- I went the extra mile for security. And then also we, uh, uh, you can sign up. It's free, everybody. I paid for the whole thing. I paid for it. I want to get, I want everybody to have a great time. I want everybody to, uh, to not have to, uh, um, um, you know, I want to bring people hope. And I want to talk when we're talking there. I want to bring people hope. We're going to talk about uh, all different things, but mostly about, you know, what, what we can all do to get our, to not let our free speech get away from us, because if they take that away, uh, we're lost as a country. I mean, that, you yeah. know, it's over. They're halfway um, there now. You know, you're, yeah. Yep, absolutely. We're, this is, and this is so important. And, and by getting everybody to frankspeech.com and getting the platforms there, um, if you bring the people there, you know, all, you know, everybody, you know, it's based on, you know, advertising too, where you have podcasts, radio, TV, and, uh, and but if you bring if you bring the people there, the influencers will come. And the influencer come because they want Tom. You want a bigger audience. Everybody wants more of an audience sure. to be able to talk. Well, uh, people are losing their audiences because not only because they can't, uh, they're getting suppressed. I'll, I'll give you a diamond and silk. They have three million people and their followers. Well, when they do, oh, Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook, he's not just taking, he's not, he's not taking away your followers anymore. He just doesn't send your message out to very many. Right. So, like me, he, I'm not banned from Facebook. Of course, I can't do a Facebook Live, but they, but they got me on Facebook. But when I put something out on my fan page, I'm lucky if I reach ten people, and it's probably my biggest fans because they, they don't want it reaching people. I like to reach people that are. On both sides, I like reaching, yeah. especially in politics. I, I want to talk to the liberals. I want to talk to the, the Democrats. I want to talk to them. It, we're all people. I want to talk to everybody, and that's what they've been doing, suppressing their audiences. So like the Diamond and Silk, you know, if they come over, they're bringing their people with them because these people have long term. They're not seeing their podcasts, and they're not seeing their shows. And, uh, and they know it because they know how many uh, – you know, if, if they have advertisers in between, well, if your advertising is down a ninety percent, obviously somebody's uh, not letting your people see your shows, and and this is what's going on. And you've got your mainstream media that's lost. You know, I could go right down the list. I know uh, big networks that have lost thirty-five percent of them oh, of yeah. their big cable networks of yeah. their audience, and one of them being Fox. I mean, they've lost a big, big part of their audience. I know that because I advertise there, and. And and it's it's things like 
like even your Foxes, your Diamond and Silks, your CNNs, you talk to any, I don't care who it is, if you can't tell the real news or if you can't talk about the news, then your audience, your audience is on to that, that you're just hearing the same thing being recycled over and over and over and over again, you know, and, and uh, it's sad. And that's where we're going as a country. I'm going to tell you right now, tomorrow, I have the biggest news. I'm, I personally am suing Dominion for one, or I think it's 2.6 billion. I have a team of lawyers, but they, if this doesn't make national news, I don't know what will because we're doing a couple things. Tom, I'll say it on your podcast. I, if, I'm not even supposed to say that because there's big, like the Wall Street Journal, they've got exclusives and stuff. But we're also including, uh, like Smartmatic as a co-conspirator. We're even including their law firm. I mean, I mean, this stuff hasn't been done. There's nothing better. I've always wanted to go after lawyers, you know. That are, that are just, and, and, uh, my dream, my dream's coming true tomorrow. But this should be, this is news. Now you would think it would be the top of, the, especially in Minnesota, ABC. It should be about the five o'clock news, whatever it should be. Nope. Mike Lindell fights back. This isn't a counter suit. This is a lawsuit, and it's about our First Amendment rights of free yep. speech. Yep. Ellen Dershowitz said, Ellen Dershowitz, who's a Democrat, said this will be the most important case in history for our First Amendment rights. He goes, him and I talk all the time. He says, Mike, you know, we might not agree in politics, but he says, he says, we agree on this. We lose our First Amendment. It's over for everybody. And, uh, right. and so this is very important, and we'll see what happens tomorrow if they even put it as a, you, you know, maybe I'll have to do something crazy to make the top of the news and say, by the way, did you know I sued Dominion for $2.6 million? You know, I mean, it, it's pretty bad when you've got to call up your left-wing media buddies and say, hey, can you write a bad thing on me again so that I can at least say that, the, <laughs> that I'm suing Dominion? Right, exactly. <laughs> Catherine, you had a question? You know? Oh, I just, I... I I'm, what can people do that can't go to rallies, can't spend their lives worrying about, you know, all of this cancel culture and all this stuff? How is there any grassroots way that people could get the media giants to pay attention to the fact that people want free speech? Yeah, and you know, and that's why I tell them right now, go to frankspeech.com. By the way, we are going to be live streaming the rally from there, too, or the festival. Good. I am going to come up. I have a completely, I became like a hub of a wheel for everything going on in this country. So I am going to be laying that out, uh, all the plans, all the stuff going on state by state, too, where you can get involved in, in uh for your rights to free speech, what we can do as individuals out there, obviously right now prayer doesn't, uh, prayer is always good, but right, we'll have stuff going on in every state, um, and there is stuff going on in every state, but the media is not going to tell you what's going on in your state, of course. <coughs> and, uh, especially so, in Minnesota. So that's why, right, especially in Minnesota. So that's why frank speech will be, that's going to be your place to go. You'll just put in news. Um, we're, we're doing that. We have a we have technology there that isn't um, that is uh, proprietary too. That you're going to see that now is getting hooked up. You'll be able to put in. Uh, it, it has to do with the search engine there. So where it'll tie, you know, not just stuff that's out there. Maybe you got a story in North Dakota up there, or maybe our Tom Bernard podcast that they talked about something, and it, and they're not even on Frank. We have searchers out there that I've hired now. So you'll, you, let's say you punch in, uh, um, 
addiction, Mike Lindell, you know, whoever talked about that today in the country, you'll have all these articles up there. So you'll be able to get past the media trying to suppress it because there are, it is getting talked about, but it's just not on those upper levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? It's getting talked at the grassroots level in media, basically. And, uh, and so you'll be able to hear that's where podcasts and, and this are so important, uh, podcasts and radio. Um, and the big giants in radio are suppressing it. So you have your, your big five and, and they're suppressing it too, whether they know it or not. Um, and, and they are, and I deal with Salem radio, one of my biggest ones. And I just had to talk to them today to say, are you guys even going to talk about my lawsuit tomorrow? One of the most important things in this country's history, because this is also the gateway. I'm dumping everything I've been talking about, the evidence onto this, and and this will end up leading up to the Supreme Court. This isn't whether you're a Democrat or Republican. So this is very important news, and I had to get on, lucky I called them, with their top people that that they're going to pick this up right out of the, uh, right when this drops tomorrow, and, and they're going to come out with their, their own. They interviewed me for about a half hour, and, and they gave me their word. They're going to come out with it so then all their hosts can talk about it. Now, are they going to limit them so they don't say anything that rhymes with Dominion? That'd be sad. I mean, you're suing Dominion. Uh, Mike Lindell is suing a machine maker. Uh, that rumor has it they might have made him for the election. Um, let's see. Ryan Kemp might have bought $107 million worth of them in 2019 with the public's money. Let's not all forget that the public buys all these machines. Yep. Every single they one do, of them yeah. is bought with public funds. Yep. This is like they basically are a government entity. And, and uh, you know, these, so there's going to be a lot. Tom, put it this way. I'm going to be in the news the next few days, believe me. I, I have to say that I had, a, I had some phone issues the other day, and I called Verizon, and the lady goes, do you mind if I take control of your phone? She was in Tennessee. She literally took control of my phone. My right. phone was yeah. all moving around by itself. Oh, if they God. can do that to my phone, come on, anything that's hooked up to, anything that's hooked up to online, they can do anything they want to it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if it's, if it's online and they've got the software, they can control anything She was want. moving my whole phone from Tennessee. Yeah. What? You know, it's kind of funny you say that. I got a real quick funny story. I was two years ago. I was in <laughs> D.C. overlooking overlooking D.C. on top of a building, and I think it was ABC interviewing me. And they didn't tell me what we were going to talk about. And they go, they they go, Mike, did you hear today? What do you think of the CEO of Apple badmouth and Facebook for invading people's privacy? <laughs> yeah. And I grab, yeah. I go, who does Tim Cook think he is for badmouth and suckabuck for invading people's privacy? And I grabbed my phone and I said, Tim, who do you think you are? I know you're listening. And the announcer <laughs> dropped his lip, his jaw dropped. The next day in the headlines around the country, Mike Lindell sticks up for Mark Suckabuck. <laughs> there Come you on. go, Mike. How do people know if people want to want to go listen to this interview on Frank's speech? How do they do that? It, well, I'll get it. I'll get it from you, and I'll put it up. Uh, I'll put it right in the main. If you go to frankspeech.com, the interview will be front and center. We'll put it. We'll put it there. It'll be up there in an hour if I can get the if I can get a copy of the show from you in the next uh, few minutes or whenever you want to do it. Andy, do, we we do post every night on uh, every day on Frank's speech, don't we? Yeah, it's up within 15 minutes of the show. So I just yeah. I just went to Google. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll grab it. Then we'll grab it. If you're putting it up 15 minutes from the show, then I'll just grab it and put it. And I'm going to put it. In 
in the live stream today. Yep. So yep. I want to I want to ask so people know. I just went. I put Frank's speech under Google. It's the first thing that comes up. I click on it. It asks for a phone number. That's correct, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna right now. We're just we're getting we're having people sign up with their phone numbers yep. because we want to. We're staying away from bots and trolls. We're trying yep. to. Uh, you, you you get into uh, the emails and it's so so that is the site right, right there. I just, and, uh, I just joined it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, the uh, well, it's been a, it's been an honor talking to you. Then, and God bless you for quitting. It was two thousand nine for you too, huh? Yeah, two thousand nine, two thousand twelve for me. That's I didn't do drugs, but I know. Yeah, in two thousand. And I and I, right. I, I quit mostly because I moved to Minnesota and the the cocaine here was so horrible. Oh, <laughs> and I was God like, sake. I was like, this is the crappiest <laughs> coke I've ever seen. Right. I would buy an eight ball, yeah, cook it up, yeah. and nothing would come back. I'm like, this is garbage. So it was kind of helpful. Yeah, well, that's made a, me help that's me quit. A whole no, that's a, yeah, that's a whole other story there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close with this quick story. I love this story. Well, actually, there are two of them. Because once in a while, I call Mike and I go, Mike, the radio business is driving me insane. I don't know much. I just it, these people, and they got these ideas, and blah, blah, blah. I need to come to work for you. And he goes, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) But here's my favorite Mike Lindell call I ever got. So about a year and a half ago, not quite, about 15 months ago, Mike calls me and goes, I want to come and pick you up. Uh, Let's go have lunch with uh, the President of the United States and several other people, you know, uh, the, the guy who owns Newsmax. You go down the list. So... I get back, I go on the air the next day, and I talk about meeting the President of the United States, which is quite an honor for a kid from North Minneapolis. You know, whether you like the President or not, he's the President of the United States, right? So, I, you know, I had a very, very pleasant man to talk to, by the way. But on the air the next day, I, I said, it was kind of weird, though, because basically it was the President of the United States, and he was one of them. There were 11 billionaires and me. And my phone rings, and it's Mike. He goes, I'm not a billionaire. And hangs up. <laughs> Mike, we will talk very soon, pal. And a matter of fact, All right. I would like to lift some highlights of this interview and put them on KQRS tomorrow. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. God bless you. That's awesome. And thanks, you guys. Thanks a lot. And, uh, We'll um, we'll talk. We'll get this up as soon as we can on Frank's speech. And uh, everybody out there, keep the hope. I want everybody. If you got anybody with addiction, go to LindellRecoveryNetwork.org. And uh, for everything else, just go to Frank's speech, and uh, you will get everything you need there for um, that uh, guidance of what to, what you can do personally and everything else coming up. Mike, we'll talk soon, and and you know, hang around with uh, you know, keep uh, Dawn on the payroll for a while longer, will you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's got, she's pretty solid. Oh, right. She's we'll got tenure. Yeah, she's got, <laughs> got tenure. good job security. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. Mike Lindell, ladies and gentlemen, frankspeech.com. You can check out the uh, Tom Bernard podcast, uh, the family podcast on there every day, as a matter of fact. Uh, what, I, what I just heard, I hope everybody else heard, a lot of people like to say a lot of bad things about Mike Lindell and what a psycho he is and, oh, my God, he's a very nice man. He's got his opinions. But here's what I don't understand, and I'll close with this. Whether he likes Donald Trump is his business, and if he wants to think Donald Trump is still the president, I don't care. Why do people care so much? Joe Biden's the president. I got no problem with that. You want to think that Donald Trump is still president? That's your business. I, I, why do people get so whipped up about that stuff? 
Settle down. Because you're not allowed to have a difference of opinion right now. Yeah, you got to be on the same page. Yep. Terrible. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.